0: Hello and welcome to I Am Geek and this is episode 36 and the day has come. It is time for our review, our spoiler edition, our roundtable, our therapy session for Star Wars The Last Jedi. And we've brought on some special guests because we didn't want this to be one-sided. I've, I've listened to some podcasts, I've uh, read some articles and they've all been one-sided, either really good or really bad. And nothing in between. So I wanted to round it out. Have some good, have some bad. Uh, Mostly bad, probably. (laughs) But uh, we're gonna have fun. So my brother Chris is here with us. Our our good buddy Catron is here. That's always here with us. Uh, And we we brought back Ray Chase. Uh, Oh, he's 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 been wanting to come back on just to show Dorian who's boss again. And uh, we invited Dorian. Yeah, we invited.
1: Guaranteed to have listens. Yeah, yeah.
0: We invited Dorian but he couldn't make it. So I invited one of my friends, Josh. Uh he is somewhere out in the uh universe there. He's not on video with us right now, but he's here. You hear Josh? Oh, I'm here. Oh, he's here. And we brought Josh on for um mainly we needed somebody <laughs> that loved the movie to come on. So To
1: balance the force. <laughs> to balance the force. <laughs> That's right. So it we're all to here. So yeah, we're... four to
0: one. Four to one, <laughs> four to one pretty much. I think much. it's out of balance. <laughs> There's many Jedi's and only like two Siths, so I guess you're the Sith and we're the Jedi. We'll uh, yeah, see. see how that plays out at the end of this.
2: Uh, I mean, fear leads to hate. Hate leads to suffering. Sounds like you guys hate this movie. So that's definitely the dark side in this scenario. I don't, I don't, and earlier, I don't you were it. raving around Kylo Ren's lightsaber. Yeah, so I'm just saying.
3: Fair. It's okay. We can just kill people off at random. That's all right. I yeah. don't even want
2: to say what you would do for that pork. Oh, this is, <laughs> porks
0: are my friends, my buddy. Anyways, uh, so we're going to start the... Um, the podcast sort of spoiler free and then we'll jump into spoilers but we're just going to basically go around and give our initial um thoughts on it without giving anything away and then we're just going to dive into it um Great. so um, yeah. Yeah. um should i start or, we, or does somebody else want to start
3: i think you should start i'll start Yeah,
4: go right ahead all right. you you can you're just radiating the, the yeah anger okay so um
0: let it all out let oh uh, yeah just let it I go, man. Am, let it go. If you haven't, if you haven't uh, figured it out by now, I'm a huge Star Wars fan all my life. What? what? No. <laughs> the room I'm sitting in right now is full of Star Wars stuff, uh, even a Last Jedi poster that may not be there much longer. We'll see. Um, but I was so excited about uh, this movie, and uh, especially uh, my brother and I, uh, Chris. <laughs> he's, He's on here. Uh, that's the only brother I have that I, that I know of. Um, we went to Star Wars Celebration. Yeah, we went to Star Wars Celebration this last Easter weekend, um, and had had a great time. Ryan Johnson was there, uh, mixing mixing it up with everybody. Basically, saying how uh, he's a super fan. He's doing this for the fans and blah 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 and. Everybody was just saying, you know, bowing down to him, basically saying, Oh, we can't wait to see what you do and blah 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 Well, it's come and it's gone, it's here and um I'll just I'll just go ahead and say it. I it was an okay movie, but to me it wasn't a Star Wars movie. Um I I thought it was probably the best fan fiction that I've ever seen. Um, it sort of felt like a story that you would see on YouTube uh, that somebody created. Uh, there was a lot of stuff there's stuff that I liked and that I enjoyed, but there was a few things that happened that sort of ruined the good things for me and we'll dive into those when we get spoiler. but so to me it was it was a good movie, but I had some problems with it. and the more I think about it, the more problems I have with it. Uh, so I need to see it again. I've only seen it once, I know. There's some people that I saw on Facebook that has seen it like 14 times opening weekend. I'm <laughs> wow. like, what in the world? Just the, the ticket prices alone for 14 yeah. times? They may have, if they have movie pass, though. Can't movie you watch? pass. Yep. Maybe, yeah, you maybe. Because they had like all their yeah. ticket stubs laying out, and I'm like, oh my Good grief. goodness. Mm. But yeah, if they have movie pass, that, that makes it work for them, but...
2: I saw one guy post that he had seen Rogue One 119 times in theaters, <laughs> and that he had, he was he was already on a track to, to do that again he, for this one. He financed
0: oh, the gosh. whole movie. <laughs> and,
2: uh, yeah,
0: and I, that's why. Last year that's the way it is. Uh, but <laughs> so, just so you that know, um, Force Awakens I loved. So I don't want you. I don't want it to seem like one of those haters that every time a new Star Wars movie comes out. I'm just like, ah, it's not, it's not my Star Wars. Um, <laughs> Star you on your broom
4: right around. Yeah. Ah!
0: Force Awakens I loved. Um, Rogue One I absolutely adored and loved. I thought it was a great movie. Um, I thought yeah. it, was, I, I, it was great. I loved it. And that scene with Vader, oh, you know, I could watch that scene over and over again. Uh, <laughs> they just did a good job bringing Vader into that movie without, like, cramming them down your throat it was just like it just led right into a new hope or Star Wars as we want to call it uh, so yeah so I'm not a Star Wars troll or hater that's just gonna hate on anything new um, <clears throat> but I've loved everything that's come out so far even Star Wars rebels I don't know if you guys watched that I love rebels it's a mm-hmm. uh, it's a great animated series um so there you go that's my little tidbit whoever wants to jump in just raise a finger. Or a hand, or whatever, or just start talking.
3: Ray, Ray. Ray. you're on, right? Ray Ray's got, a, Ray's got a finger. I raised my magical <laughs> finger. Um, yeah, so uh, I didn't hate it, and I didn't love it. Um, I avoided all the trailers. I tried. I watched the very first one that came out. There was like a. Maybe it was the teaser, I'm not sure. Um, But I avoided everything uh, trailer or or TV spot related to it. And basically, I mean, my feeling with the movie was I felt like there was a lot of wasted potential. I felt like there was a lot of characters that really... There's three at least that you could take out of the movie, and it absolutely doesn't change the outcome in any way. Um, I felt like some characters were... um, Killed off uh, that we had never really spent a whole lot of time with, um, which it kind of felt like. Why did you even bring this character back at this point in the movie if they were going to be eliminated that quickly? I just kind of felt like you know there were people uh, have. Uh, you know, Star Wars problems with with uh, with the film. Um, you know, oh, it, it goes against canon, or, or this and that and the other. And, and most of my problems had just had to do with it as a as a movie and the way it was structured. I just kind of felt like um, I got really bored in the middle. I thought the beginning was awesome, and I thought the ending was pretty awesome. And then the bit in the middle, I I just kind of stopped caring, and I was just like, <laughs> what are we doing? Why are we doing these things? And why are these characters... I felt like character development um, on some of the characters that we get introduced to in Force Awakens, they kind of put the brakes on. I kind of felt like Ryan Johnson was very interested in uh, in certain characters, certain Force ability characters, and not so interested in other characters. So he, he sort of put them off on useless little tasks while he focused on the things that he was more interested in. So that was kind of my takeaway. I mean, I, I was kind of disappointed when it was over, and I guess throughout the week I've been uh, you know, <laughs> a little angry uh, just because I felt like, oh, there could have been so many better ways to handle this or handle that or to introduce this character or, or to deal with that character or to, or to move these characters along. And I kind of felt like um, uh, there were characters that I really enjoyed in the first film that were new that I felt I, I just – didn't really see them advancing uh, in this film, which I it just makes me wonder what is their journey because I felt like the the pause button got hit on uh, on several on several peoples. So um, and as much as uh, Force Awakens I felt uh, got compared to a New Hope, I felt like there was just a lot of Empire um, direct lists. Uh, that were used in this movie uh, as well as some stuff from return of the Jedi. So when people were saying that, you know, that it's bold and stunning and new and visionary and I just, I wasn't seeing it. It felt, it felt very sort of uh, contrived to me. So, but, um, but there's some really cool stuff in it. I mean, oh, there's, yeah. there's definitely some awesome stuff in it. Um, and uh and those will be the moments when I see it again that I'll be waiting for. Because that's that's kinda how it was when I was viewing it. When we we would go into these side stories, I was just kind of waiting for us to get back to the cool story. It's like, any minute, any minute we're gonna come back. <laughs> oh, there we go. Awesome. <laughs> Yay. <laughs> oh no, now we're back with them again. Okay. <laughs> so, them. Yeah.
1: So nice. <laughs> nice. Well, I'll go next. Okay. Oh uh, uh, right. yeah. Oh yeah. I, I, and mostly because I, I think I'm on the same page with Ray. I, I, most of my things are nitpicky things about the movie as a movie, you know. And it there, it was, it felt like it would was never going to end because you have all of these different things that are happening, and all this is like what, 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 what's what's going on over here? What, and just thing after thing, and there's all this stuff. I don't know. It's just not so much. Star Wars issues with it uh, as it is just as a movie. It's just like, what? Uh, why'd they do this or that? But um, I I think I need to watch it again just to, to take in some more things because there was a lot going on and you can kind of concentrate. It's like, okay, I saw this happen on this side of the screen. Let me look over here and look at this, you know, or just different things like that. But because everybody that's, uh, not everybody, a lot of people have said that that they didn't like it so much the first time. They They liked it a little bit more when they watch it the next time but uh, i don't know this i think the same things that bother me about uh about the first time are still going to bother me uh but uh uh, so yeah that's that's kind of my initial take on this so
4: there you go there you go next yeah there you go next uh, should, should we have someone who liked it talk
2: Sure, I'll talk. (laughs) Um, Well, thank. First of all, thanks for uh, having me on the show. Excited to uh, yeah, thanks for to come and
4: uh,
2: correct you in everything that you think about this movie. Wow. (laughs) Uh, So, uh, you know, the first time I saw the film, uh, we saw it a Thursday night with a bunch of friends, and uh, I walked out of the theater not sure how I felt. I try not to make a determination in the first couple minutes after I see a film. That's what everyone wants to do, right? You walk out of the theater. You stand in the parking lot. You have that parking lot talk uh, outside the theater. And that's a lot of times where you determine whether or not you like the film. Uh, Not really necessarily in the movie. It's usually there that you make that determination. So with the group of friends that I go see Star Wars movies with, we have a rule. We don't talk about it. So we walk out of the theater. We get in the car. We go home. And we go see it again the next morning, and then after that, we have our conversation. And I think that really helps us to not um, get each other down, or not to uh, influence the other person, the other people in the group's uh, thoughts, and then really be able to have a, a a good conversation afterwards after really thinking it through. I don't think any of you guys saw the movie more than once, right? No, not yet. Okay, so I've seen it three times. Um, I saw it the first night. The next morning, and then that Sunday night, I went and saw it again by myself. And I can tell you definitively that the second time, it's much better than you feel the first time. Because the first time, you're processing all these emotions. I mean, things are happening, guys. I know we're not talking about spoilers yet. But things are happening, major things. And I think that you get so caught up in the moment of those major things happening that you totally lose uh, perspective on the film as a whole. And so I think you do a disservice to yourself by not seeing it a second time. Because the second time gives you a chance to actually enjoy the whole journey instead of having to emotionally get caught up. And I can't believe they just did that. I can't believe that just happened. Wow, that didn't go the way I, think, I thought it was going to go. And just like uh, Luke said in the trailer and in the film, uh, this is not going to go the way you think. I mean, the whole film is like that. That's kind of the theme of the film. For good or for bad, we can talk about that later. But basically, uh, after the, the second time, I liked it immensely better, like 50% better. And the third time... Now, I think it's one of my favorites. Um, maybe not in my top five, but it's definitely a better than all the prequels in my mind. So, And I like the prequels. I'm a prequel defender, so you have to understand that. But um, anyway, uh, I'm looking forward to the spoilery part. to talk a little bit more about it. But after that third viewing, after some time to reflect and pick up the visual guide and listen to podcasts with Ryan Johnson and other people, uh, I definitely have a much more positive view about the movie than I think uh, it would have been possible for me to have after just one viewing, because I think you need that time to let it marinate a little bit.
0: And we could talk about that okay. in a little yeah. bit because I, I, I've talked to some other people about that, and they they brought up some interesting points about multiple viewings. But yeah, so uh, Chris, just let us have it, mm-hmm. old, old wise <laughs> one. <laughs>
4: <laughs> well, 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 first off, I just want to say I'm a little confused because I thought we were getting together tonight to talk about the new trailer for Mamma Mia 2 <laughs> uh, that just dropped today. <laughs> Super excited for that. Possibly Meryl Streep may not be alive in this one. I don't know. But that's well, a whole I, other she's going to be a
0: force ghost, probably. <laughs> no problem. I, I figured uh, no, you were going
1: to talk about uh, Jumanji. Instead, no, so. I'm seeing. I'm seeing that this
4: weekend. So. <laughs> good. Okay. Good. Uh, You'll have to
1: tell us how that is. But no, <laughs> I will,
4: uh, uh, no, but uh, <laughs> I saw the movie, and yeah, when, when it got done, it was <laughs> as if a million voices suddenly cried out in terror and were suddenly silenced. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no, like I I I didn't hate it, uh, but I definitely didn't love it. And I'm kind of on the same page with, like, uh, with Ray and Katrin that, like, the Star Wars stuff doesn't, like, bother me. Just, like, it wasn't like Star Wars because I'm, I'm a Star Wars fan, but I, I'm not like Ryan, who's, like, his life. It's not alive, life. It's just... Uh. Well, you your life blood. <laughs> it's your life blood. It, it courses through. It courses um, through Like me. force. Yes. Like the force. Um, but, yeah, it's just, there's... There's stuff that just really bugged me. Like when I when I got through watching, I was like, "Oh, that was pretty good. Yeah, it was okay." And then just slowly and gradually, just like little things, just started creeping in my mind. Just like, "Wait, why would they do that? Wait, why would they do that? Well, why would why would that even happen?" <laughs> and just just kind of annoying things. And we can get into more spoilery stuff later. But it's just yeah, just movie wise, they're just like plot holes to me. Um, and and characters that I wanted to follow that just didn't follow through. Yep. Uh, yeah, there you go. that's me.
0: <laughs> I agree with all of you, <laughs> <laughs> and I agree with none of you. <laughs> all right, all um... of what you just said
1: is not true, <laughs> <laughs> or something, or something. I don't even know the line anymore. Oh. Uh...
2: Everything you just said is wrong. There you
1: uh-huh. go. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> See, we've only seen it once, so we can't remember everything.
2: Yeah. Yes.
0: <laughs> this isn't See, gonna, it's gonna two, go a more time times.
2: That's my right? point.
0: Oh, I can quit the whole thing. Here's... You want me to start? Uh, General Hux, please. I'll hold. <laughs> <laughs> Still holding for General Hux. Anyways.
2: That sounds that sounds spoiler-y. <laughs> <laughs> All right,
0: we're getting into spoilers now. Uh, spoilers. Turn it spoilers. off. Spoilers, spoilers, spoilers. 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 Uh, the one thing I would say about the uh, comment, uh, and I'm not picking on you, Josh, but somebody else brought this up that I was talking to before, and I just thought it was interesting. And he said, because he, he saw the movie the first time and didn't, didn't care for it. And then he saw it again, and he liked it. Uh, but he said... But what does that say about the movie? Because this is a guy that makes movies. He's a film guy. Um, he goes, shouldn't you go into a movie and be able to see it once and either fall in love with it or hate right. it? Instead of having to see it multiple times and go, okay, it's growing
2: on me or yes, I get it now. Uh, you know what's interesting to me is that a lot of people did the opposite thing with The Phantom Menace. They went to the movie, they walked out, they said they loved it, and then a few weeks later, all of a sudden it's the worst Star Wars film they ever saw. I, I
0: well, I mean I mean, I like the prequels. I mean, uh... I do too. I, I like the Phantom Menace. I, I'm
2: just actually, saying
0: I actually like them.
4: Yeah, but I, people, I mean, yeah people
2: yeah, people do a weird I got some weird yeah. thoughts about the prequels that we could talk about sometime. But yeah. uh like in my ranking of them. But I mean, in the in regards to Phantom Menace, people walked in and said, Wow, that was so great, and then within a few weeks, popular opinion changed Um, but I think when you, when it comes to the last Jedi, when you're talking about, well, what does it say about the film? What it says about the film is that this movie is different than any other film. in the fact that you are emotionally invested in how this film ends, you've spent two years dreaming about what's going to happen in this movie. And so you go in with the weight of all those expectations about everything you think could happen, especially if you're one of those people – and I'm not – that chases down every fan theory and every uh, stupid clickbait article. Uh, and, and and you've got so many things in your head about this is how I think it's going to go. This is what I think is going to happen. And then when it doesn't happen – your whole mind is spent trying to figure out what's about to happen. I know I spent my whole first showing of The Last Jedi thinking, okay, now this is going to happen. Okay, now this, this must be this and this must be that. And then that's what kind of takes away the enjoyment of the movie. So I think if you were walking to Star Wars The Last Jedi cold and you've only seen The Force Awakens and you didn't have any history in your whole life of growing up watching the original trilogy and then living during the prequel era and you walked in, you go, wow, that was a pretty good sequel. But there's, there's a whole lot more behind oh, that, yeah. the weight behind that.
3: Yeah, I sort of agree, but I also sort of disagree because, I mean, I think movies do need to operate well on a first viewing. I remember like when The Matrix Reloaded and Matrix Revolutions came out, um, and I wasn't really a fan of either sequel. And I had friends tell me, well, you know, you need to go see it again, and you need to read the supplemental material, and I'm like... I need to read supplemental material in order to be able to enjoy a movie. <laughs> I shouldn't have to read things and watch things and look things up online to be able to understand a movie. A movie should just work. Um, you know, when I fir- when first Guardians of the Galaxy for me is a perfect example. I mean, I was like 100% on board with that movie like all the way through um, and couldn't wait to see it again. Um, and I was kind of that way with, with uh, uh, Force Awakens. Although in the theater, uh, while I was watching it, uh, the whole Star Killer base, I like literally rolled my eyes. It wasn't even a figurative rolling of the eyes. I was like, "Are we doing this again?" Um, and and that and I guess part of the thing for me with uh, the Last Jedi was, I think you know, yeah, you do when you see things over and over again. It's kind of like with with uh, Return of the Jedi. Um, we all have, we all have to accept how Boba Fett is defeated, even though it is. Completely and and utterly ridiculous. I mean, yeah, we've seen it multiple times, and you just kind of, you know, that's just how it happens, right? Um, But some of the problems I had with The Last Jedi, with with it being sort of boring and characters going nowhere, um, now that we're getting spoilery, uh, Finn, Rose, DJ, you could take them out of the movie, and the movie (laughs) has not changed at all. It's like the same outcome and i feel like their characters had great potential to you know grow and go places but i feel like they (laughs) sort of kind of did not so if i see it again sure i know what's going to happen uh and i'm going to accept that this is what they're going to do in the last jedi but i don't know that it's going to make me enjoy it anymore it's just going to make me know that okay this is where i can go to the bathroom (laughs) (laughs) Because <laughs> that's what's going to happen here. Um, uh, oh, we've got two. p D8 gets lots of coins stuffed in him. Two two fingers up from Josh. Uh, this is, <laughs>
0: in some countries, oh, that's... Man. Um... <laughs> well, I'm just
2: going to say it. <laughs> that's offensive. <Yeah>. The I uh, <laughs> think with Finn and Rose and DJ, you said that you could take that out of the movie and nothing happens. And I thought that, too, uh, until I watched it the second time. Uh, hint, hint. And the second time I realized that this is, this is the truth. If that whole story doesn't happen on Canto Bright uh, or Blight or however you say it, then um, the First Order never notices that they're trying to evacuate the ship. Right? So remember at the end, they're evacuating the Mon Calamari cruiser and they're getting down to Crate, and DJ betrays Finn and Rose. And he tells them that they're trying to escape. The only reason he knows that they're trying to escape is because he overheard Poe telling Finn and Rose that on the comm in the ship that they stole when they escaped from the casino. Uh, that's why he trades that information. So actually, if Finn and Rose didn't go on that thing, there would have been a lot more resistance fighters to make it down to crate. And our whole story changes because then that Moncal cruiser is just going with uh, purple hair. And they're just going, you know, <laughs> and, and going on. So it does change the story, even though it doesn't pay off in the way that you kind of think it's going to you. It does change the story, it does affect the story.
3: It's a 40 minute buildup for one plot point. Uh, what are, <laughs> were you guys on, Chris? Uh, no, I mean,
4: that I mean, I, I, I definitely see your point that that I mean, yeah, that's how they figure that out. But that that thing is kind of one of my plot hole things is that they're. They're following them in this long slow. L.A. slow car chase. <laughs> it's like a, it's, I mean, I've watched L.A. car chases that are faster than this thing. And, uh, and they're, so they're, they're seeing all these ships go away from the big ship, and their whole point is to destroy the resistance, rebels, whatever you call them. Um, and why would they even let anything escape from that thing? They can obviously shoot them down from where they're at. And their whole point is destroy all of them so there's no uprising again. So why would they even let cruisers go away? And with Finn and Rose, they got on a ship and shot it in hyperspace away from it with no one noticing. So why doesn't everybody just get in a ship and just shoot off in different directions? <laughs> and it's just like, oh, crap. Well, well, we can't follow all of
2: them. so. <laughs> well, so I mean, I would say to cool, that, like that. First of all, they they don't have enough ships to do that. If you remember, Kylo Ren blew out the uh, the hangar bay with all the fighters and everything, so they may not have had enough ships to to evacuate. Uh, or maybe those ships still have light speed capability. But um, what they say in the movie is that the ships that they're taking the transports down to uh, crate are cloaked, so they're not seeing them on their scanners. And because there's only one ship left, they're not doing cloaking scans. Is basically what the in-universe explanation is: is that there's they're not running cloaking scans; they're not looking for. The first order pieces. is lazy. Yeah, they can't, Well, they and can't. and the idea too being that crate is like a moon that no one no one thinks that they would, you know, no one in the but first order thinks that they're going to go to this moon.
4: If they're cloaked, they can't see them, but they're still blowing them away.
2: Yeah. Well, they yeah. see them because DJ says they're they're cloaked, and then they run cool. the cloak scan, and then they ah. see them. Well, the
0: they're line. just far at their job. They should just
4: run the yeah. cloak
2: I, scan. I, I, I mean, I, <laughs> yeah,
0: the, I think that's still a little... I, I don't want to say lazy writing, but... Lazy writing. <laughs> lazy writing. And, but the the one thing that... Because I, I didn't hate the Canto Blight, or Bright, whatever, Blight. Um <laughs> Side Blind mission, Blinders, uh... side mission. But I felt that it 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 could have been somewhere else. I mean, it it could have been in a different movie and been fine. Uh, but one thing that I think that, and this is just my opinion. I'm not a writer. I've never made a movie, and so my opinion matters nothing. But one thing that I think that would solved two problems that would made the side mission actually worth being in the movie, and save the character or gave the, another character more thing, was that it, when they jettisoned off, that the First Order does see them, and Phasma goes after them. And then that would have been a cool scene mm. on Canto Blight. That would have been cool. Because if Phasma would have got more you know story build, and even if she did die, it wouldn't have been the lame death that she got. Because <laughs> that was a cool character, and that would have been cool. It would be better than... They park their their ship in the sand. You need to go arrest them. No, if if Phasma's chasing them <laughs> down through there, that would have been cool. And yeah. I don't and I don't think anybody can disagree with that. That would have been cool. And they could have duked it out. And then the kids that were in the horse stables witness this, see what the First Order is doing, and and leads to their, you know, wanting to rebel even more. I don't know. That's just me.
2: Go ahead, Josh. Can I, can I just can I tell you something interesting that I think will inform the rest of our conversation? Uh, today I listened to the Directors Guild podcast. Have you guys ever checked that out? That's kind of interesting. It's actually put on by the Directors Guild of America. And so after they do their Director Guild screenings, which are before the movies actually come out, they do a Q&A. And um, the, whoever the director is of the film that's coming out gets interviewed by another director. So Spike Lee interviewing Ryan Johnson. I
0: saw that, but I haven't listened to
2: it. Okay, so great, great, great info on there. But what I thought was really interesting to me, and this kind of informs what we're going to talk about for the rest of this time, is that Ryan Johnson told Spike Lee that he actually finished the script of Last Jedi before Force Awakens came out. So um, he said that when he was writing the script, he was looking at dailies that were coming from the film. But he was not actually uh, seeing the whole film. And we do know that Force Awakens had a lot of edits and, re- and kind of reworking of scenes towards the end, uh, which I wish they would put out some of that deleted scenes because yeah. they got they just didn't. But um, I, I wonder, just out, out of saying all that, if the original intention of J.J. was to kill Phasma in the trash compactor on Starkiller Base, and then later on... Ryan Johnson, they were like, hey, we really like Phasma. We need to sell a few more toys. So if you could put <laughs> her in this film too uh, and give her something to do, that would be cool. Uh, but what, what Ryan Johnson said, which I thought was very interesting in the podcast, is he said that when he was writing The Last Jedi, he was only reacting to his own feelings about what he saw in the script and in the dailies and Force Awakens, not necessarily fan backlash. And he went out of his way to say that because I think a lot of people have been saying, oh, well, they just did this because fans fans said it should have been Phasma fighting Finn, uh, Maz Kanata's palace. So that's why they had him fight uh, Phasma in, in The Last Jedi. And they just did this because everyone thought this or that. So he said, no, this is all the whole film is based off his reaction not necessarily fan uh, reaction to the, the force. Yeah. Of the force.
0: I read an article with um, an interview with him from um, <laughs> business insider. I don't know what that has to do with the thing, but uh, I don't, his I'm not going <laughs> to, I'm not, I'm not going to read the article to you. You can find it yourself, but basically uh, Johnson in there says there were characters that I wanted to build up and there was characters I didn't care anything about. And that's why they don't get screen time and that's why they die. And it's just like or I had to kill this person because I wanted to make this person look better. And he and didn't I think that's
3: pretty obvious in the movie. Yeah.
0: He didn't like Snoke. He didn't he said, Kylo is my guy. I want to base it around Kylo. I'm getting rid of Snoke, so I got rid of Snoke. And it's just like I, I get that he was writing beforehand, but he should. They should have done something to make because it felt like two. Well, I think that's the Lucasfilm. Well, yeah, I know. No, I'm not saying that's Johnson's fault. They, the writing for this one should have taken place after the Force Awakens was finished. Go ahead, Ray.
3: Well, um, and, and again, this has no, this is nothing on him at all. Uh, but he did mention, and I think maybe this was even mentioned uh, with Force Awakens, where uh, they were saying that they were not. Writing the trilogies as trilogies. They were writing them as standalone films, which I'm like, really? I mean, you have the opportunity. You you know now that you're going to make these three movies. I mean, this is the plan. You know what your release dates are going to be. Would you not at least have like an outline of where you think this is going to go and then like hand it to this director and then the writers? And. And it just seems like a, a really odd choice to just be like, you know, okay, well, you're going to direct this one. These are the characters we set up from the first one. Do whatever you want. And, you know, and then the next guy has to pick it up and then, all right, well, now this is what I've been left with. So I, it just seems like a really oddball way when you know that you're going to do three films to not, you know, have a discussion and, and kind of figure out ahead of time so that the directors, uh, the writers kind of know what the overall journey is for the characters. So so it feels like it's all joined together. It feels like it's a chapter in a book and not a disjointed sort of uh, uh, vision that, that you know, an individual or a couple of individuals have uh, for the movie, which is, again, not on, you know, Ryan Johnson yeah. or J.J. J. Abrams, but, you know, whoever's making those calls at Lucasfilm, it's just very, very strange to me. Yeah. yeah. That's
4: that's kinda what upset me the most is just there's it doesn't seem like there's a plan. Yeah. Because like and just interviews and everything, and just watching the movie, it's just like like he just kinda wanted to do his own thing, yeah, you know, didn't care about these guys. And and since there wasn't this movie could almost just have wrapped it up and that's it. Like I don't I coming out of these movies usually there's something like Okay, yeah, this like I'm looking forward, what's gonna happen with this, looking forward to this. And after this one, I was just like, Well, that could've just ended it. I don't yeah. know if we necessarily need a third one. Because to me, Kylo Ren is like a wuss. <laughs> like <laughs> he's 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 like a he's he's constantly in tantrums, he's constantly lose like losing to everybody, it seems like. I mean he <laughs> he seems better to me in Force Awakens, but then he was defeated at the end of that. And Ray could easily come back and defeat him again, it seems like in this movie he was just like kneeing down to Snoke the whole time because he knew he was more powerful he couldn't he again didn't couldn't defeat Ray the the royal guards almost took him down without Ray's help, so there's not really a big bad for the next one that I can like get behind it like okay they've they got their work cut out for him. It's just like okay, they've destroyed their largest ships again uh i'm they'll probably come back after the big crawl in the next movie and suddenly have a ton more large ships uh but that's that's about it it's it's just it's an army movie now it's it's like there's there's no big badness like fight against yeah. besides just uh faceless people and hucks
0: i i was ho- I was hoping and hoping that, because i if you if you listen back to some of our i'm geeks. I called it, I'm like, Snoke's gonna die, or, or, you know, I was like, I think that there's a big bad guy that we don't know about, and Snoke's gonna bite it in this one, and it's gonna be revealed that he was just a puppet. Well, yes he died, but it wasn't revealed that he was just a puppet, it was just revealed that, hey, I'm Kylo, I can take my shirt off and look pretty buff, um... (laughs) So, I don't know where they go with Kylo now, the thing is, is nine gonna be right after eight, like eight was right after seven, or is years gonna go by, and we pop into nine and Kylo has built something. I don't know. I still think I still wish there was there was some mastermind behind this whole thing controlling it, and we find out some. But I'll I feel like
3: way. I feel like it's got to be it's got to be years in the future because I mean the resistance yeah. is like a dozen people on the Millennium Falcon, and no one wants to see them going around recruiting, knocking on doors. <laughs> can I can I talk to you about our Lord and Savior <laughs> Jedi Master Luke Skywalker? <laughs> I'm, I'm selling candy bars, trying to raise money for the resistance. No, no, you. Okay, I'm sorry. You know, <laughs> that's just going to be so boring. it's probably going to jump ahead like 10. 10. It's going to be like when we missed all the Clone Wars because we like jumped over that. Oh, to uh, you know, wow. in the pre- I think it's going to be like ten years in the future. The fleet's going to be big again. Ray might have, you know, uh, uh, she might be, you know, uh, teaching. She might, be, she might have gone back to teaching, uh, <laughs> teaching uh, new uh, new Jedi's or something like that. I mean, I just feel like it has to do it has to do a jump because if if it just kind of picks up where it left off, it just seems like they have almost no chance of you know fighting back against anybody because they're just they're literally the dirty dozen right now. So yeah, and, so, yeah I was well, really interested and you have to take care Snow. of
2: the Carrie Fisher oh. thing too.
4: Yeah,
3: right, yeah. exactly. Yeah, yes. yeah.
4: <laughs> but yeah, I was really interested in Snoke. And like he cut him in half and I, I like how he was taken out. Yeah. I just wish it had happened in the next movie. Yeah. And and to me it's like they he they take him out and they cut back to the room and like uh, he's laying there dead. I was really hoping he would just like snap out of it, wake up, something would happen. Because in this universe, I mean it's <laughs> it's, it's in canon, Darth it's not Maul. in the films, yeah. but Dark Maul gets cut in half and thrown down the chasm and he is nowhere near as his- Powerful as Snoke. Yeah, uh, Anakin Skywalker got burned alive by lava, <laughs> and he comes back. And I'm I, the only thing I think of is that Snoke's alien race has their heart and brain in their butt, <laughs> and so when he got cut in half. It severed the ties to the rest of them, and so he was so he was dead. Oh. That's the only, oh my butt Only heart. Thing I can think of because or, or Snoke's butt's like, gonna
3: come back. Yeah,
0: yeah, his butt may come back.
3: And I mean, kind of like, yeah,
0: he could. I mean, I think yeah, he's dead, but he could. Like he can, He, like he could still come back. I mean, <laughs> yeah, Josh, no. Josh, what do you think no about that? He's Snoke? actually there. Yeah, or Chris? Yeah. What do you think, Josh? Yeah. About what was your feelings about Snoke's death, Josh? <laughs>
2: Uh, well, I, I thought it was it was brilliantly um, depicted the way that they did it with uh, Kylo turning his hand yeah. to ignite the lightsaber at the that same time he's turning the other saber. Um, mm-hmm. I, I agree that it feels like something that should take place in the third movie, but I think kind of one of the big themes of this film is that they're trying to, to reset um, Star Wars in a sense. Uh, I mean, it's pretty obvious that one of the major things they're trying to – Um, telegraph in this film is they're trying to get away from the idea of uh, a familial connection being the driving force behind uh, being a Jedi. They're trying to get away from kind of the chosen one prophecy stuff that really was supposed to end with Anakin um, and kind of try to take us down a new path where we can say, hey, look, you know, if uh, if you can get to a place in life where you can tap into the force and you can find a master, you could be a Jedi. Um, and I think sometimes we forget that when the original trilogy came out, um, you know, uh, that was the feeling. The feeling was you could be Luke Skywalker. You could identify with Luke Skywalker and say, man, if I could just find my Obi-Wan, uh, like could train me in the ways of the force, like I could be the Jedi. And of course you, you translate that into real life and, and so on and so forth. You're looking for your Yoda and your Obi-Wan. So I think they're trying to get back to that. They're trying to reset a lot of different things and, I, and this is where maybe it's going to get kind of interesting. Say, I really enjoyed The Force Awakens when it first came out. Over time, that movie has soured on me a little bit because a lot of what happens in The Force Awakens is not necessarily fan service, but it's, it's, um, It's pumping up what fans want to see, and 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 maybe you have the same criticism of the Force Awakens, but there's a lot of like just callbacks in the types of characters that they establish. Snoke is a callback to the Emperor, you know. Starkiller Base is a callback to Darth Vader, uh, or to the Death Star. Uh, Ray growing up on a desert planet that looks a lot like Tatooine is a callback to Luke growing up (laughs) on the desert planet. Um, In my opinion, it looks to me as if Ryan Johnson looked at all that and said, "Yeah, I don't like that. I don't want to." call back and try to redo the same thing over and over again. And that's where I think fans need to be uh, aware of this that if we just keep making the same movies over and over again, they're going to get super boring really fast. Um, and so I think it was a really cool, bold choice to say, you know what? We're going to kill Snoke here. We're also going to later uh, kill Luke. Spoiler alert, Luke dies. Uh, what? At the end the
1: what? <laughs> I must have went to the bathroom Sorry. during oh, no. that time.
2: <laughs> <laughs> um. So like, so the two big guys, like the the master of darkness that's trained Kylo Ren, the master of the light side who kind of maybe sort of a little bit trained Ray, but not really. They're both dead, like they're gone at the end of this film, and now you're left with um, Ray and Kylo, and 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 I do think there's going to be a time jump in the next film, and and I think we'll come in a few years later. I think they're going to have to deal with Carrie Fisher's passing in the crawl. Uh, in episode nine and then get into the next film but um, I kind of like that that it, that it says hey look we don't need to have those old tropes of what the original trilogy had and even the prequel trilogy we're gonna say it's just these two people it's these two new characters and that's where Star Wars needs to get if it wants to go forward do I would I like to see Mark Hamill in the next film yeah I love Luke Skywalker I would love to see more and more and more of Luke Skywalker I'd like to see him come back to being awesome. that Jedi master what? that we all kind of wanted him to be uh, uh, but I do think that you have to get some of this stuff done, and, and Kylo kind of almost is talking to the audience when he has that line where he says, um, "You know, forget the past, kill it if you have to." Right? He's kind of talking to us in a sense, and saying like we need to get away from trying to remake movies that <laughs> we loved and try to make new movies. That was Ryan get-
0: Johnson talking to us through Kylo. <laughs> um,
2: no, I'm. I mean, yeah, no, serious, no, I get. It. Yeah, I get it. But, but my
0: to- my thing was that I. I wanted this trilogy to be the wrap-up of the Skywalker saga. Not the... And then the next trilogy that's been announced be that whole new world or that whole new thing. Because I wanted it to be... Because when I watch The Force Awakens and people say, oh, they're just adding... You know, they're just putting a new emperor and a new this and a new this. For me, personally, what I got out of that was like the age-old saying, history repeats itself history was repeating itself because there was stuff that was unanswered. There was stuff that didn't happen that should have taken place and and the uh, the rebels, the rebellion didn't do what they were supposed to do, which now is why there is the First Order and why there is now the Resistance. And I wanted it to be that come clear that history is going to repeat itself and just like the bad stuff is going to happen, the good stuff is going to arise. And it was arising in Ray, and it was arising in Poe and Finn. And I wanted, I almost wanted, which who cares? I mean, I'm just a guy. I wanted it to be sort of like Rebels, um, where if you watch Rebels, they'll have people come in, like they'll have Leia come in, or they'll have people. I wanted it to be the old characters coming in, but more of supporting roles guiding these characters along into this new path. And this new trilogy ends with the ending of the Skywalker saga and it moves on into the new theme, and then all the old characters are gone. I just don't think that killing off the old, all the old characters, is the way to say we're moving on. So we're just going to kill everybody off. I just don't agree with that. Some people can well, retire. I, I would
2: disagree. <laughs> I would. I would disagree with you in the sense that it is still the continuation of the Skywalker saga because Ben Solo is a Skywalker. Well, even though his last name's true. not Skywalker. He is, but. So I meant, I sort know, of meant the. This is really his story.
0: I meant sort of the Luke Leia Skywalker yeah. saga.
2: No, I know, but think similar. about this. Like in the prequels, we see the the story of Anakin. In the mm-hmm. original trilogy, we see the story of Luke. And really, this, this sequel trilogy is the story of Kylo Ren. Who who went in a totally different direction than either his his, his uncle or his yeah, grandfather? Yeah,
0: I just think they could have waited to kill. Luke he's still a Skywalker.
2: It's still the Skywalker story. And if you ever listen to like things that George Lucas has said about what he wanted to do with um, the trilogy before he sold the rights to Disney, because he was going to make an ah, episode ah. seven, uh, he talks a lot about how it's all about family and it's all about these these generations oh. of Skywalkers. So
3: yeah, go ahead, Ray. Well, one thing I was going to say is that. Um, Again, I I, I I kind of feel that a lot of the Last Jedi is is a lift of Empire as you know, as much if not more so or as the same amount as uh, Force Awakens is of uh, of a New Hope because the Last Jedi starts much the same way as Empire starts the First Order has found their secret base and they have to flee um, you know, the attack at the end with the with the AdAts was. Uh, pretty much like on Hoth, except, you know, they, they just flipped it. The Rebels were on the right instead of being on the left and, and so forth. Um, why, why they need the big, all-terrain, gigantic vehicles? I mean, do they not have tanks? Do they not have anything else? I don't know. Um, but there was, uh, you know, there was the offer, like the Vader offer or the Count Dooku offer, if you want to go back to the prequels, about joining me, join me. I mean, there was that. There was the training of the master, the reluctant master that doesn't want to do the training, um, like with uh, Luke on Dagobah, and you could even say that DJ was kind of like, you know, like the Lando character. You know, they go to Cloud City, Casino Planet, um, and they wow. meet up with, you know, DJ, Lando, um, a shady dude. They meet in prison and are surprised that he actually cons them. Yeah, Lando. Really shocking. Um, so I just I just feel like you know he took all the best elements of Empire and a few elements of Return of the Jedi and kind of crammed them into this film. Um, the whole Emperor scene uh, from Jedi is the Snoke scene, and this one the throne room designed a little bit differently. A few more red guys than in the uh, in Jedi that actually do something in this film. But, um, but like that's the thing. Um, what's that? I like them. I well, they they were, were pretty cool. cool. <laughs> they're pretty awesome. Yeah. They're cool. uh, but I yeah. just, just kind of felt like, yeah, I mean, he made some some cool choices uh, here and there, but I kind of felt like, in general, I mean, it was sort of Empire Strikes Back, just not quite as cool. Oh. Um, you could even, if you want to even go so far to say that, you know, the uh, Falcon couldn't jump into hyperspace, right? They couldn't jump into hyperspace to get rid of, to get away from the Star Destroyers and Empire Strikes Back, just like the Resistance couldn't go into hyperspace in this film because of the amazing GPS app that the... Uh, First order has <laughs> to track <the laughs> space, um, so yeah. I just I don't know. I, I'm not seeing the, the bold reinvention of the franchise in this film. I just kind of yeah. I kind of feel like uh, he took a lot of the plot elements of Empire and sort of maybe put a little bit of a spin on a couple of them, but some of them were like direct lifts. I mean, it was almost like at so at a certain point, I was like, man, this is sort of the same thing over and over again, where it's the just, rebels or the resistance is always Got on the short end of the stick, and the Empire First Order is always chasing them down, and there's always something big or something to destroy at the end. I mean, they were going out riding in junk ships with no guns <laughs> to go up against <laughs> the biggest atats I've ever seen. What was the plan there? <laughs> we'll intimidate them with you our. You work numbers. with what you get. Uh,
0: right. <laughs> I, yeah, I, I, I know. I, I wanted Lando to be in that casino scene so bad. I wanted him to be the guy with the, the 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 red um, flower and just be in the background Ooh, and drinking a Colt forty five. Yeah, Colt forty five. <laughs> but they still get captured. They still get taken away, and he never <laughs> interacts with them. But he's the guy in the background. They could have done that. Ryan or Ryan said that there was no place for him. I feel that was a perfect place for him because he didn't interact with them. He could have just been in the background. They yeah. could have saw him cameo cameo. Ugh.
4: Yeah, because that was confusing to me. Because like, so they're looking for the guy with the brooch, and they see him, and then they end up in in the jail, and they find just so happens another uh, codebreaker guy. Well, it is a casino in the jail with them. Well, i I thought it was gonna. I thought they were at least gonna do like, oh, that's the person they were actually sent to find, right. and right. he just lost the bet and lost his brooch to the <laughs> yeah. other guy. Right. And because of what happened, it put them in the right place.
0: Yeah, something like that. I don't but
4: because that was weird, because I mean, they just they took Jennifer Aniston's husband, uh, slicked back his hair, because uh, that's who that is. It's Jennifer <laughs> Aniston's husband, Justin He who's also the voice of Garmadon and and <laughs> Ligon and Jago. That's uh, funny. And, and just it was a random because I mean probably not a lot of people know who are like oh yeah that's just a throw but for me I'm like oh that's what
0: <laughs> just well, you, stalk, you, you, you the- stalked Jennifer Aniston so we know that I that's her. <laughs> I mean
4: I, I have a restraining order so it <laughs> least, but uh, I'm just saying so let's uh, let's yeah, a, yeah go
0: ahead go ahead uh,
4: <laughs> we well we haven't uh, talked about uh, the one other big thing. Which has gotten people kind of like eh. Well, I was gonna, I was gonna,
0: I was gonna give a, I was gonna come back, I was gonna give us a breath for oh, a minute, sorry, and let's oh. just talk about some of the oh, uh, the funny things just to, to laugh a, a minute. Oh, okay. uh, some of the comedy that was in it, yeah. and then we'll get to Ray and we'll get to Luke. Like uh, Mary Poppins, that was yeah, pretty funny. Mary... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, Mary Poppins, um, yeah. <laughs> It, that that sort of reminded me of uh, which of the Superman movies where he was in space?
3: Um, Superman 4, The yeah. Quest for Peace. Yeah, I
0: think that's that's what it sort of reminded me of. Uh, I didn't have a problem with uh, Leia having force powers, and I think that uh, because she hasn't been trained, oh. that it sort of, um, they kicked in sort of subconsciously. Um I sort of wish they had kicked in when she was in the... uh, or getting sucked out. And you saw a force bubble sort of around her instead of her going blue and then flying back in. Um, So I wasn't too... I mean... But there was multiple times... This isn't the comedy, but there was multiple times where they could have gracefully exited Leia. And it would have been a beautiful thing. uh, Especially now that she's passed. But... Every time it was sort of like a gotcha moment. Gotcha, she's not really dead. Oh, you thought she was dead again? Nope, she's not dead. Um, I mean, at the end, she could have taken. She could have taken the place of the uh, the Jurassic Park lady. What's her name? Uh, Laura, Park
4: Laura Park. Dern.
0: Yeah, Laura Dern. and And flown right. that ship into that, and that would have been like that would have been a Leia move. I mean, that would have yeah, that would have been wonderful. But you know, they, didn't, the they di- didn't know. I
4: think the director is a fan of uh, M. Night Shyamalan. It's like, what the twist!
0: <laughs> but, of course, they did not know that she was going to pass away, and they had plans for her for the next one, supposedly. Yes. Uh, mm-hmm. But uh, some of the comedy things, Poe at the beginning with his jokes, that Poe, he's so funny. Uh, I didn't mind it. I thought it was funny. It made me laugh. Uh, yeah. mm-hmm. uh, and then, uh, it sort of reminded me a little bit of Han Solo in the... Uh, in the prison scene where he's talking on the comm and he's like, I'll find here. I'll find here. And then they shoot the, the stuff. Um, I thought that was pretty funny. Uh, <laughs> the whole Ray Kylo thing I, I felt was a comedy to me. It was a romantic comedy for me personally. It felt like, uh, that movie 10 days ahead about you. Um, <laughs> where it's got Heath Ledger and what's her name? Sort of like, you know, Bickering back like, and Juliet, forth. Juliet mm-hmm. styles. Yeah, I called it the 10th, especially the, uh, oh, could you put a shirt on or a towel? You know, see, yeah. I was like, this is like 90s uh, yeah. teen romance. Kind of, I was kind like, what,
3: what was that scene for? Who was that for?
0: Well, I, I, read, I read that it's actually for, it's so, which they could have done this in a million ways, and they picked the stupidest yeah. way to do it. It was yeah. so that you realized that she could see him, not just hear him.
2: Which is like, okay. which well, supposedly
0: I, uh, sits up the Luke is 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 able to be seen places. Go ahead, I,
1: I read uh, also that it was to show that he actually was tough a tough guy. Oh yeah, <laughs> it's like because he had muscles. <laughs> but that one one part though that also set up the Luke thing was when he had he, you could see the raindrops on his glove and you knew that uh-huh. oh. You can actually interact with somebody that's on that. So, oh, oh, that's why the lightsaber killed him.
4: Spoiler. I was was talking to Ray earlier, because you've come to find out that Snoke has been connecting them. Yeah. And so, like, Snoke specifically picked that moment in time when he didn't have a shirt on (laughs) for them to interact. So it was like he was, like, pimping them out a little bit. (laughs) It's yeah. like, like, hey, see my boy here? Yeah, yeah you know you want this. Come, come, come on over. Come on over to my ship.
0: So, uh, Josh, this is probably something that you could weigh in on, too. Uh, there's, there's thoughts going around that, this is not comedy, but that because Snoke um, set them up, basically, and let them talk to each other, after he's dead and cut in half, they're still talking to each other. So... They're still connected. They're That's still connected. Yeah. So is Snoke not really dead and is still connecting them to further his plan? He to hang up. He didn't yeah, hang up. Yeah, or, or have they... <laughs> Dad, get off the line! Just like everything Talk else, they, they learned it. Is Josh here, or did he get tired and left? Did he leave? No, I'm here. Oh, okay. okay. He's, he's like, I'm tired of you, <laughs> fools.
1: He's, he's waiting, so... He's not talking over
0: everybody. (laughs) No, Like we do. I think he's just tired of us. I think he's tired of us already. Uh, I just thought that was interesting that, that he set up the whole, Snoke set up the whole connection, and then after Snoke's dead, the connection's still there. So either they learned how to connect or something mysterious is going on in the background that we don't know about yet. Anybody? No? Okay. That's just me.
1: No, that. <laughs> yeah, I heard. Uh, we were talking about that today, actually, at work. And that, uh, this, my, um, Star Wars nerd I have at work, he, uh, he explained to me that <laughs> he, he created that connection. And, uh, since they're connected now by, the, I guess, by the force, I can't remember, uh, that it, it, it just will continue. It doesn't have anything Got now it. to do with snow. Gotcha. It just, it was set up that way, but it, it, it will continue. So, I don't know.
0: All right, let's but see. But I don't know how
1: we're supposed to know that, but
0: whatever, yeah. Uh, so, nah. the other comedy element, I guess, if you want to call it that. Uh, the lightsaber the, to the
1: head, that was kind of funny.
0: Oh, the lightsaber. That saber. was good. <laughs> <laughs> see, he
1: catches <laughs> the lightsaber and is like, I it's like, oh.
0: I was like, Why didn't they use their force
1: powers during that whole fight sequence? Right, that was my big complaint, yeah. Why didn't they Right.
3: that? go ahead. okay. Uh, I was going to say, it's like when Superman forgets he has heat vision, right? Right. Oh, they got me! Burn them! Throw things at them! Do something! I thought the whole scene was symbolic, though. I thought the whole reason why they weren't doing, like, throwing stuff at each other was because of the symbolism. At one point, she's got his lightsaber, at another point, he's got hers, so I think it it was meant to kind of show that, look, they could at this point in their force lives, they could either one of them could, could either, you know, can go either way, which I thought was kind of cool.
0: Sure, yeah. Oh, it was a it was a really cool fight scene, but I was sitting there yeah, the whole time nice. going, "Well, I mean, he's stopped like laser bolts and not even looking at them.
3: Why doesn't he just choke like choke somebody? Come on, choke this guy or
0: <laughs> blow him
4: across the room? Do the, the,
3: the vader. Right? Uh,
0: There's nothing to
4: throw in there. It's, it was hey, cool. Did though. anybody? Uh,
2: did
4: it, no? Go ahead, Josh. Okay.
2: Oh, did anybody uh, wonder if those Praetorian guards are supposed to be the Knights of Ren?
3: Oh, I wondered I that, thought
2: that at first. because mm-hmm, that's something that got set up in the Force Awakens that really wasn't called back yeah. to, and I wonder. Uh, and he, actually, if you notice in dialogue, Luke refers to when he talks about the burning down of the Jedi Temple. He says um, that Ben took a few of the apprentices with him, uh, mm-hmm. so he turned some of the uh, the Jedi. That Luke had been training, so that's kind of interesting to me. If those are supposed to be the Praetorian Guards, that would explain why maybe they had a little bit harder time.
0: Yeah,
4: uh, no, that'd be cool
2: with them, but it's not. It's not for sure, but yeah.
4: Yeah, I'm kind of hoping they're not. I mean, it'd be cool if they were, but I'm kind of hoping they're not because I I think that's how they could kind of. Amp up their villains yeah. for the next one oh, cool. is if he goes <laughs> and gets his, his knights of Ren like okay I got my buddies now and so so yeah. like having a little biker gang going through space. So How cool! Be cool. Well, and, and what Stark. if without? Snoke, Go ahead.
2: And what if without Snoke, they're not all uh, they're not all on board with Kylo being in charge of the First Order? Yeah. Well, there was, know, was that scene all, in. Uh, why are you in charge?
3: Well, there was that scene in Force Awakens when uh, she's having the visions, right, um, where you see like Kylo, like you know, stab and you know, run through one of one of his knights. Which uh, I was hoping we were going to get a little bit more information as to why that happened, because it almost in the vision in Force Awakens, it was almost like she was the person that was in front of the knight that was being uh, stabbed by Kylo Ren. So I was like, well, that's kind of cool. Maybe there, you know, maybe she was somehow there or something as a child, but. They uh, they didn't talk about it, but but yeah, that would be awesome if there was you know dissension in his ranks and so forth and so on, which would add some some depth and drama to him, other than them brooding over his Skype calls with Ray. <laughs> I was I was kind of hoping.
4: I'm oh, um, just kind of cutting in. Um, I was kind of hoping finger, that. Please. Uh, <laughs> sorry, oh, there's a finger. I'm not used to the finger. Um, I was kind of hoping that's why kind of Snoke would come back would be that like he would come back knowing Kylo killed him, so Kylo would have to go off and so it'd be almost three fractions fighting each other. It would be like the resistance and the first order and then Kylo oh. and his knights and his kind of group that followed him and it'd be like this big yeah, epic battle between three forces. Be cool. Which I mean it still could happen, who knows, but yeah, I don't know. <laughs>
0: I'll call I'll call Abrams right now and let him know. <laughs> He was supposed to be on tonight, but he had uh, something yeah. else come up.
2: <laughs> go ahead, Josh. Yeah, he's ahead. working on something. <laughs> uh, no, I was just going to say, uh, you are talking about humor and stuff. One of my favorite moments, actually one of my favorite sequences in the whole film, I don't know if we've really talked about this yet, is is uh, Yoda oh, coming yeah. back. And uh, cool. they used, uh, I don't know if you knew, they, they used a, a casting of the original mold from the Empire Strikes Back Yoda to... Create the puppet, and then Frank Oz came in and actually got under the floor, yeah. uh, like he did cool. in Empire and Return of the Jedi, and actually operated by hand the puppet. They had the same people come in and paint the puppet that painted the original puppet. Um, so I love seeing that. And um, Ryan Johnson said in that podcast that I was telling you about the Directors Guild one that they didn't do any CGI on the puppet at all, except to do the blue glow. Yeah, yeah. So it's all <laughs> it's all puppet. Um, but one of my favorite parts is when he does the Empire laugh. <laughs> The crazy Yoda laugh, <laughs> and, and he throws. It's almost Scooby Doo. Yeah, when he throws the light, the lightning bolt comes down because because Luke says, you know, Luke does the whole, "Hey, I'm gonna burn this whole thing down." Like I've had enough of this, and uh, and Yoda's like, "Okay, let me do that for you." Yeah, and just throws the lightning bolt. Uh, <laughs> does that? I love that Empire laugh. I just love it, and yeah. I love him calling him Young Skywalker. Yeah. Uh, oh, I love
0: the Yoda scene. Uh, that's character. yeah. That was another thing that I uh, that I. Called out, I was like, Yoda's gonna be in here. There's gonna be Force Goats Yoda. There has to be. And when he popped up on the screen, I was just like, Yes. And then, uh, um, I just, yeah, I loved it. I loved seeing, I'm glad they went that route with the puppet. And oh, Ray's got a whole hand up. That means he's <laughs> no,
3: I, I was gonna say, I thought it would have been cool if they had had like more, if they had had oh, like, no. like, why gone like like if it was like this was like a pivotal moment where you know you had. Other Jedi masters of old like coming back to sort of like advise him or you know try to you know make, make sense to you know his his doubts or, or whatnot. I think that w- would have been cool They kind of had it be almost like a like fading in and out of like just like different ghosts coming in and kind of like the whispers uh, in the in Force Awakens when Rey yeah. would hear like Obi-Wan whispering to her, you know, these are usually your first steps or what have you, and Yoda sort of saying some things. If there was like a little bit of, not so much montage but just a couple of other ones from the past that kind of, um, kind of like he was being, you know, advised by the great Jedi masters of old, not just not just the one.
0: That, oh, that would be cool because if you, I mean, this is all <laughs> being a crazy fan, but if you had had Yoda do his speech and basically end it with, basically like, you know, uh, the force never dies, or something stupid like that. Um, and then you just, and then <laughs> Luke just looks around, and he's completely surrounded by masters of the past. And there's not even words said. And then he just sees him, hits his knees, lightning hits, and then he goes to do his to do his duty. Basically, that would have been cool. Um, I know there was some that the reason they didn't have Obi Wan is because he never you know, had anything with you and McGregor and they couldn't do Alex Guinness. So they said, we're going to just do Yoda. Um, and sir, Al- make
3: up on him, make him look old. Yeah. You know?
0: <laughs> but yeah, I mean, uh, more, more force goes there of Jedi masters. That would have been sweet. Sort of like the Jedi council, um, appearing before him to basically say, pull up your bootstraps, you know, get the job done. And, but the uh, the cool thing the force light or the, uh, the the lightning that comes down and hits the tree, um, people are saying, "How does?" Oh, sorry. I, I, I'll, I'll finish and then it's you, Josh. Um, like this is another new force power that we didn't know about. Uh, but if you watch Rebels, um, it is in Rebels the the Bondu mm-hmm. or whatever his creature the the guy's name is I forget his name he becomes. Yeah, I he, yeah he becomes a the storm and basically rains down lightning and so i thought that was cool when he started raining down lightning uh, so i, I have it. to
3: watch the supplemental materials <laughs> <when you asked. laughs> that's some, a, that material that was
0: worth it that's a really good and made yeah, a good show decision. yeah uh, um, <laughs> so, so i think when, you, when you're talking <laughs> about <the> jedi <laughs> and stuff though there and they are there um, hold, on, hold, on, hold on hold on hold on uh we got some was that feedback just on my end yeah i heard some no, I heard it too. We couldn't hear you, it just sounded like a robot. It was uh, a
3: disturbance in the force. All right,
0: all right. Still Oops, still still there. there. <laughs> yeah, maybe you're a mic. I'm
2: here, I'm here. I can you hear me?
0: we can hear you, but it's like a It's fuzzy, fuzzy and try that,
2: try
0: that. digital. Fuzzy and digital, yeah.
2: Any better, any better I'll just wait oh, I'll just that, wait. That, you that, guys that. Talk.
1: It's
0: echoey too. I <laughs> wonder what happened. That was weird. Just oh, that happened be the yeah. That's weird, that's weird.
2: It's like it's still it's still
1: here.
0: Um, I'm trying to think what you might be able to do. Could try unplugging it and plugging it back in.
3: I think you turned on his Kylo Ren voice modulator.
0: <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Take off that helmet. See if you get it fixed, Josh. That they come right back.
3: Yeah, it's oh, still there. That better? That better. No. Yeah, yeah, still staticky. Really? Yeah.
2: Really weird, really weird. Uh, you
1: know, I thought that was kind of funny, though, in, in the movie when uh, he's talking to Snoke and he's like, take off the helmet, that stupid helmet, you know? And it's like, because I was sitting there thinking, I was like, I can't understand a word he's saying. right <laughs> <now."> <laughs> Like, it's so bad. It's, it's like, I'm so glad Snoke said that. Take off the helmet so now we can understand you.
4: <laughs> so, that's why Snoke was in the movie. Yeah. yeah.
2: So get- Is that any better, guys? Yeah, yeah, there, you yeah, guys. yeah there you go. There you go. All right. All right, I unplugged it and plugged it no. back in. Oh, awesome. So uh, what I was getting ready to say, though, is, is is Luke wrong? I mean, is it time for the Jedi end when he says that? Because, you know, Yoda shows up and basically tells him, yeah, I mean, it is time for the, the Jedi in the form that they were in. I love that callback to the prequels when uh, Luke says the Jedi at the height of their power allow, allowed Darth Sidious to rise and and all that stuff obviously he has an understanding of that i thought it was really interesting because in the beginning of the film we're told that or basically it's implied that luke's cut himself off from the force then he has that moment where he walks walks out to the rock and he puts his hands on the rock which i don't know what the significance of the rock is but he puts his hands on the rock and uh uh can you smell what the rock is cooking but anyway he puts his hands on the rock and uh and uh then you know leia says luke and all that um, so he's opening himself up back up to the force. My question is, has he been communing with Yoda and Obi-Wan and Anakin, uh, up until this point? And now that he's reopened himself to the force, Yoda can appear to him again, or has he not seen Yoda since Endor? Uh, which is an interesting question, but when they're, I'm wondering who told him that story about Darth Sidious because only a handful of Jedi were there. Uh, so I, I would imagine it's Yoda, but anyway, wow. all that to say. Uh, I thought it was pretty interesting that Yoda basically agrees with him, burns the temple down, um, says, you don't need those books. Though, did you notice that Ray kept the books? Oh, yeah. The books are yeah, already so gone. Yeah. Yeah. To, yeah. Yoda probably gone. already knew that. Yeah.
3: So. <laughs> Little thief. I'm sure he did.
2: Yeah. <laughs> But uh, but yeah so um but it's interesting that Yoda kind of seems to agree with Luke's supposition that the Jedi need to end and then he he gives him that beautiful line about your eyes are still always on the horizon never right what's right in front of you and he hits him with the cane in the nose. But uh, I love that whole scene and I and I think Yoda's basically giving his approval to Luke. Yeah, you're right. The Jedi as it is now need to end and and so it's just interesting because it, it seems like he agrees with what Luke's saying.
4: Yeah. Well, and just a thought on what you said um, about when he may have cut himself off. It seems like to me, like he he probably had spoken to him before, but what what made him cut himself off was what he did to Kylo. So he probably had communed with them before that, so he could have learned stories from what had happened before. Um, Yoda could have told him about Darth and everything, but then once like that thing with Kylo happened, that's when he cut himself off. And flew off into space and kind of hid himself, even though he left like two pieces of a map on how
0: to find him. Which, yeah, which gets us to uh, (laughs) the Luke of this movie. (laughs) Um, which I've seen video, I've seen interview after interview of Mark Hamill, and he does not agree. When he read the script, he said, This is not my Luke, this is not Luke. Um, and it just that was my problem with the movie everything else I was like yeah okay but I know 30 years have passed but how can he go from this is the most evil man in the universe Darth Vader but I see good in him and I'm going to fight for him to this kid is just learning but I see darkness in him so I'm going to kill him how does that happen even in 30 years, it was just like, I mean, especially when Mark Hamill's like, this is not my Luke. And and he made, he made uh, the, the theme that, uh, he sort of said it, uh, I wrote it down, but then somebody else quoted it. You either die as Luke Skywalker or you live long enough to become Jake Skywalker. Um, <laughs> and so he's like, this isn't Luke Skywalker, this is Jake Skywalker. Um so, I don't know. I mean, I I get it. He's, it it made the story move in the direction that they wanted to, but I think he could have been that maybe. Like, when I saw him as a hermit, and I saw him, I laughed even when he threw the, the lightsaber over your shoulder. <clears throat> and I was like, okay, he's like this, but by the end of the movie, we're going to have our Luke back, and he's going to be in the next one. But that didn't happen. He sort of came back a little bit, but not really, and then he died. Um, go ahead, Josh.
2: Well, I think the fight scene between him and Kylo at the end is is supposed to be that payoff until you know that he's not really there. Yeah. Spoiler alert. <laughs> but um, what? what? I, I agree. I agree that Luke could have come back for Episode Nine and, and had the. Re- I think it would have been a cool thing to not have him disappear. Uh, after that fight and then have him come back in episode nine to actually leave the Island and have that final confrontation in reality. Um, but what I will say as far as what we're talking about with Luke, having like that old man hermit kind of point of view and everything is they're definitely trying to channel some of that Yoda empire kind of craziness from isolation, uh, and all that. Um, so when you look at all of that, it's like, I, 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 I understand why people disagree with the direction that, they decided to take with Luke and I understand why Mark Hamill just seems to disagree or at least did disagree. He said he did uh, with the direction that they decided to take Luke. But to me, it's really a good direction because you, you think about, what they're saying with Luke, and you, you guys were talking about earlier, um, you know, Luke's looking at Ben Solo, and then he pulls out the lightsaber, and Ryan, you said, how could you go from seeing the good in Darth Vader, throwing down your lightsaber, saying, I'm not going to fight you and uh, Return of the Jedi, in order to bring about the redemption of his father's story, to standing over your nephew late at night with a lightsaber? I think it comes with experience. I think that Luke was naive in the original trilogy. He hadn't seen much of the galaxy. Um, He was naive to the the power of evil. And the older masters, Yoda and Ben, they're absolutely convinced in Return of the Jedi and Empire and New Hope that um, Anakin cannot be redeemed. They're absolutely convinced of that to the point where they're telling Luke, look, you need to go kill your dad. Like You need to go kill your father uh, because this is irredeemable. And Luke, in his kind of naivety, Is kind of saying okay, I think I could redeem him now that Luke's grown up and he's seen the galaxy for what it is I just think about that moment that we see in all three versions of the clip where he's holding his hand out He's looking into Kylo Ren and he says in the film. I saw everything that was going to happen with Kylo Ren and I saw that he was gonna take and destroy everything that I love and in that moment, I had a, a slip a weakness um, I, I think that that's. I don't think that, that that's unforgivable. I think if you're looking at, it, you're seeing Han die, you're seeing Leia be killed, you're seeing the the Republic being destroyed, and everything that's going to happen in the wake of Ben Solo turning to the dark side, to have that moment, I don't think is a lapse of character arc. I think it's 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 when you grow up, you start to become more cynical of things like uh, good versus light or or Star Wars movies. <clears throat> <laughs>
0: But but oh, sorry, Chris. Just one while well, I got it in my head. How if he saw everything that was going to happen, then why when Chewie walks in, does he go? Where's Han? He should have known oh. that Han
3: was dead, right?
2: Always, always changing the future is. Oh,
3: oh, but he cut oh, himself man. off from right. the force at that point. remember? Yeah, that's true. That's true. He wasn't feeling anything. Yeah,
4: that's <laughs> to, to, to me, it's like so to to Ryan's point a bit that. Um, that, yeah, I mean, uh, growing cynical, more cynical as you're growing older. But he's the one, Luke is the one that actually proved them wrong. Yeah. To begin with. Because, yeah, they're all like, kill your dad. And he's like, no. And he proves them wrong. That, no, his dad saved him in the end. Um, so he, I don't see how you would lose that. Because, I mean, that's probably one of his greatest triumphs. Since his dad came back to him. So, and his dad was far than like than um, than Kylo was than Ben was yeah. um, and so that that's to me that 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 doesn't quite make sense because he's the one that kind of like crushed that thought process anyway. And he um, uh, uh, with seeing the future and stuff, he already knows like rushing into something like that can cause problems because he saw the future in the cave that his friends were in trouble. And he rushed off to Cloud City to go save them and ended up basically handless and and everything off for the worse. So I don't think he would rush into like force scenes or whatever as he would tend to do because he has grown older. He's matured more.
2: But did um, he learn that lesson? Because the whole point of Empire is he doesn't learn that lesson and he gets his hand cut off. And then when he turned the oh. Jedi, he rushes to go face Vader on on Endor. Uh, without really knowing how it's going to go down. I think there's something to be said for that idealistic young naivety of saying, it's all going to work out. Uh, whereas when you're older and you've experienced something, and also, by the way, Luke doesn't have anything to lose in Return of the Jedi. I mean, he's going into that because he's he's all in. Now he actually has stuff to lose. His sister, the family, uh, the, the republic that's been built, his Jedi temple, uh, and everything else. So there's kind of a different scenario than, yeah, I can yeah. redeem my dad. Well he
4: had he had everything to lose in Jedi 'cause like he had his sister and everything. That's why he went up there because he knew the only way to kind of end that was to go confront him and turn him. So he had like everything to lose to go up there. He was doing it as a distraction so they wouldn't mess with uh, Darth Vader wouldn't mess with anything that was happening on Endor, even though they knew that was happening anyway. But Ray, you had a hand up?
3: Oh uh well I was gonna say, well I mean <laughs> My expectations for Luke were not what I was thinking it was going to be after Force Awakens. Um, I didn't necessarily have a problem with a lot of the Luke stuff because I thought, kind of like I think Ryan, you had said, I thought what was going to end up happening was that he was going to be kind of this, you know... uh, Disillusioned, curmudgeon kind of uh, kind of guy, and that Ray was going to kind of bring him back um, to being the Luke that we kind of know and love by the end of the movie. And then, okay, Episode Nine, he's going to be back to being Luke again. But then he's only he's only back to being Luke for maybe like five minutes, and then he's dead. So it's kind of like, ah, oh, we never really got him back, you know? Um, the thing is, though, I mean, it didn't bother me in the movie with him. Uh, possibly going to murder Ben Solo <laughs> until later on when I started thinking about it. And I was like, well, how how are you going to face your sister? Yeah, You know, I was like, well, you know, Leia, you <laughs> sent him to me because you thought I could help with the darkness. I got a little freaked and I killed him. <laughs> Life day, <laughs> life, life day dinner,
0: <laughs> dinner would not have been good. That's I'm so sorry, watch.
3: So, <laughs> Look, I've seen a lot of stuff, okay? Yeah. Um, so it was a little bit like, you know, but but the way they did it, you know, I, I kind of accepted it because it was like, you know, he had like a fleeting moment where he was like, oh, crap, I'm going to like off this kid. And, and then, you know, he, he didn't do it. I guess the thing for me, the, the big sort of disappointment with Luke for me was that, um, I mean, obviously, you don't know how long he's been in seclusion. You, you know, it, maybe it's been ten years or so after, you know, Ben, you know, burned down the temple and ran off. And I, I guess I was just thinking that my thought from uh, the last movie was that he's there waiting. He's there waiting for, you know, the next version of himself to to find him. That's going to save the galaxy. That's going to right, you know, the mistakes that he's made she kind of shows up he's cut himself off from the force and i just felt like okay when you find out that you know kylo's out there doing all kinds of bad stuff killed your buddy han it's like oh no you i need to like snap out of it instead he's like bah you know ah, i'm not interested whatever you know and it just it took so long for him to come back and then finally when you start to see like okay he's he's making the turn he's going to teach her and and so forth and so on um she runs off he has a change of conscience and then he's just gone he's just dead and for someone who who doesn't have if you just watched this movie without having any knowledge of star wars at all i don't know that you would feel anything for luke other than think that he's kind of a jerk like if you if you never watched another movie until this one because by the time he sort of swings back from being kind of the grumpy old man it's like it's almost like you don't care anymore cuz the movie's almost over and then he's dead and you're like well good the old grumpy man's gone <laughs> <laughs> so i'm hoping i'm hoping he's back as a ghost i think I he'll can... i think he'll be back
0: yeah. As, yeah, he'll, as a ghost uh, uh josh, josh has to go here soon but he wanted to give one last rant uh we're already at a minute or an hour 19 um and i had a couple more things that i want to talk about but josh go ahead give it to us <laughs> and uh, then we'll oh, man. then we'll cut it out later.
2: <laughs> well I had to, oh my gosh. Well I have to be uh, I have to be the positive choice you know, choice on this uh show. So uh but it's twelve forty five AM where I live, so I think it's time for me to, to start to pack it up. Yeah. But um hey, this is what I wanna tell you guys. So uh I'm gonna tell you why everything you think about this movie is wrong. <laughs> and is this a a buzzfeed article (laughs) no this is a josh article (laughs) okay Uh, and i want to tell you why because i've had a lot of time to think about it i've talked to a couple of friends that really didn't like the movie and i've talked them back i know one guy i talked to yesterday he said he was a six out of ten for last jedi i got him to an eight out of ten so i want to help you guys i want to i want to help you guys (laughs) like this movie a little bit more I think that so. I need like a solid three minutes of of non interrupted time. Okay. Whoa, um, uh,
0: you obviously 30. haven't listened to I am Geek before.
2: <laughs> I, I, I said thirty. Um, so here's here's the deal. All the things there's two there's two kind of two camps that that people fall into. The either you're somebody who spends a lot of time speculating and thinking about what's going to happen in Star Wars films before you see them. You're reading every Buzzfeed article. You're Clicking every clickbait thing, slash film, whatever is put out. you're really interested in that. And so you're spending a ton of time contemplating what's going to happen in the next film. And then the other category is you're someone who's definitely interested, but you're trying to avoid that. Now, in the past, I have been the person that really wanted to know everything that was going to happen, talking about it, thinking about it. This time with with the Last Jedi, I really made a concerted effort not to read anything. I only watched the two trailers once or twice. I, I really tried not to to do that to myself, because I wanted to walk in with a with a fresh perspective. But when you start actually going scene by scene through this movie, I think you're going to realize that you really enjoy most of it. Like I think there's there's parts of it that uh, you're gonna say, you know what? That's kind of silly, or maybe I wouldn't have done it that way. But overall, uh, this movie has insane rewatchability, and I don't know none of you guys know that because you haven't done it yet. But the rewatchability of this film is is fantastic. And uh, when you start off, I mean, that whole opening scene with the um, the uh, what do they call that thing? The 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 cruiser. Um, they have a name for it. But anyway, when they take out that cruiser with the bombers, that's an amazing thing. That's something I've never seen in Star Wars before. Like those bombers were awesome. I love that concept of the bombs dropping out the bottom. Poe's whole thing with Hux is hilarious. There's a your mom joke in Star Wars. So that's interesting. Did you guys catch that? Uh, he says, uh, General Organa has a message for you. It's about your mom. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So there's a your mom joke in Star Wars. That makes my life so much more complete. Um, like going out of that, that whole sequence, Poe does that crazy X-wing spin thing. I mean, it's awesome. Uh, then when you get into the, the long high speed chase, uh, through space, um, it really sets up a tension. Like there's a tension there in that, that thing. And and really, if you start going through it scene by scene, it's like, well, I kind of like some of that stuff, right? Like you get into the starship, you get to see Finn and his, uh, water suit back to suit thing. Uh, and, and that whole sequence, you get to see Finn having his doubt about whether or not he's really committed to the resistance, uh, because people keep saying there's no character development for Finn, but there is some character development because he's still having a deal. I mean, remember this movie takes place like minutes after and for him seconds after, cause he's been in a coma or whatever force awakens he's still trying to decide am, am i even part of this resistance um so you get to see some of that you get to see that i love that scene with him and rose where he's thinking about getting in the escape pod and she shocks him do you remember that with the taser uh, i mean that's some great stuff he, he's really you know committed to the idea of hey i'm leaving and she's talking him out of it by force um you know all of that's really good you 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 end up with uh, the stuff with Luke and Ray on Octu and and whether or not you appreciate the decisions that they made with Luke, you got to say that a lot of that was awesome. Just seeing Luke Skywalker again is awesome, but some of the stuff that he had to say was fantastic. Uh, some of those moments with Ray, especially when Chewie comes blasting through the door and is roaring at him, I mean that was a great moment. And uh, then you get the Where's Han, and then I love that crossfade from Where's Han right into uh, Kylo Ren. I love that moment when Snoke tells him to take that stupid mask off because one of the tropes that I hate about Force Awakens is that they felt like they needed to do another Darth Vader. And I know it sells toys, but... But the reality is, is that I love that he said, at least how I felt as an audience member, that that mask was stupid. And then um, they get rid of the mask immediately. So it kind of felt like, a hey, we didn't really like that part of Force Awakens. Let's get rid of that, JJ. You're stupid kind of moment. But um, I love the smashing of the mask. It's it's a ceremonial thing in my mind of him saying, I'm not going to be this person anymore. There's character development there. Um, then when you cut back and you start looking at all these different plot lines, yeah, the Canta Blight stuff, doesn't really do a whole lot for the story, but it's a fun uh, adventure that kind of gives us a more chance to see some aliens and some more parts of the galaxy. Gives us a chance to see BB 8 be awesome uh, with his coin shooter uh, ability that we <laughs> apparently he has. Um, so, I mean, that was really fun. Also, oh, by the way, I love watching BB 8 in the X Wing at the beginning when his head rolls back down into the oh, X Wing. Yeah. That's so cool. Um, So that's really fun. And then as you get on with this story about a lost and broken mentor, that's not going to be who Ray wants him to be. Really, the message of this film is don't meet your heroes because they're going to disappoint you. I mean, Rey is going expecting Master Luke Skywalker to be this amazing Jedi Master and and to train her in the ways of the Force, and it's totally not going the way that she expects. And um, so I enjoy all that stuff. Everything that happens in Ahch-To pretty much with uh, Luke and and Rey is really good stuff. Uh, those weird caretakers, the Porg barbecue with Chewbacca is a lot of fun. Uh, that poor Porg, he's so sad. Ryan, let's see your Porg uh, be sad. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Super sad about the Chewbacca barbecue. That
0: was so funny though; I laughed out loud.
2: Oh, <laughs> <laughs> um, well, how about we didn't even address this, but how about that scene with R two D two on the Falcon, where where Luke gets to have that, re- and, and the way he says R two is so reminiscent of how he talks to R two throughout the original trilogy, um, and then you know he says, "Look, I'm not going back," and then R two plays the, "Help me, Obi Wan Kenobi, you're my only hope."
0: She'll make me and, cry.
2: Oh my gosh, I know I'm saying like that's an amazing moment that if you had told me in 2011 before they announced these movies were coming out that we were going to get a movie where we were going to see Luke Skywalker hang out with RTD 2 Yoda and Chewbacca, you would you would have been happy with that because that's such an amazing moment. So we get to see that with RTD 2 we cut back. We see some of the stuff going on with the First Order. You know, the whole thing happens with Ray and her FaceTime calls with Kylo Ren and and going into her version of the cave and all that stuff. Um, All of that's pretty good stuff. I love the concept that they're building of the relationship between Rey and Kylo. It's complicated, right? That's their status, their relationship status. It's complicated. (laughs) That's the title of the
0: next movie. (laughs) Yes,
2: (laughs) Uh, because because the reality is, is that Kylo and Ray kind of seem by the end of this film to like each other, like not maybe necessarily in a, you know, like, like I love her kind of way, but in a like, hey, we can actually be friends. And I love the progression of she starts out by calling him a monster and then she starts to get to know him a little better. And there's some beautiful opportunities for character development between those two in those FaceTime calls. Um, obviously they have the, the, the touching incident, uh, where they're touching hands, family friendly, but, uh, Luke blows the, the roof off of the hut, which was awesome. You get to see like that first little glimpse of Luke being the Jedi master. I don't know if you guys caught that cause it happens really fast, but he blows that oh. whole hut up, which is cool. Yeah. Um, so we do see that he's got some power behind him um you know you get through all of that you get ray on the ship the throne room scene everyone seems to like the throne room scene uh you get to see some awesomeness i love when kylo says uh you know when she says to kylo okay we could still save the fleet and kylo's like uh yeah no like uh join me and together we'll rule the galaxy kind of thing um and she i love how Rey just says to him please don't do this please don't do this like she knew that this was how it was going to go and and and, or at least she had a suspicion of that so we love all that stuff i I think you guys probably love most of that the yoda stuff is fantastic every moment of the yoda scene i have no qualms with i love it um and then going into the battle on crate can we just agree all of us that that crate is a beautiful planet like that was a beautiful design with the red soil underneath the salt oh yeah absolutely gorgeous uh, a great concept uh very different at least it wasn't you know hey we're going to desert planet number 7412 that looks exactly like tatooine you know or it's like hey we're on an ice planet <laughs> it's just like hoth but we're going to call it moth um you know it wasn't like that they they actually did something that was visually different and unique yeah there's adats and there's mega adats um or adat prime i don't know what you call those things but um, you know, it's very quick. You don't even see those things really do anything except try to blow the crap out of Luke Skywalker uh, at the end. And of course, the fight at the end is fantastic. And then you get that reunion and that great speech from Luke at the end where he says, everything you just said is wrong. And then he says, you know, the war has just begun. The rebellion is reborn today, which I hope they go with that terminology because I like that a lot better than Resistance. And uh, I will not be the last Jedi. Now, I know I just ran through the whole plot, but what I'm trying to tell you is
0: <laughs> you like most
2: it. of that. You like most of that. Like everything that I just said, you like most of that. And, and the majority of what people's issues are with this film are, but it could have been. But if you live your whole life thinking, well, it could have been, then you're never going to enjoy anything. Like mm-hmm. Thor could have been better. I liked Thor. Thor could have been this. It could have been that. We could have had the Infinity oh, Gauntlet. We could have had this. <laughs> it's a great movie. But if you, but, but the reason that you like that movie is because you're not walking into that movie with incredibly high expectations like we build these stories in our head of what it's going to be. The reason that force awakened didn't have that same effect is because none of us knew what was going to happen. But as soon as we knew what was going to happen, we started to build that expectation in our head. You know, 30 something year olds. Uh, I assume most of us are in that range. 30 to 40, 50. <laughs> I don't know how old Ryan is. I so can't tell when you're bald, but here's the deal. <laughs>
0: <No>. <laughs> uh, I'll be 40 uh,
2: in May. Okay. So 30 something year olds. <laughs> like old. us. Listen, they all hated Return of the Jedi at first. They all talked about how it was all a bunch of teddy bears. It was all stupid. They hated Return of the Jedi. They thought it was dumb. Why? Because they had so many expectations coming out of Empire, and they had built up such a story in their head that when they went and saw the story that Lucas had for them, they they didn't like it, and they rejected it. And then a lot of them later on, years later, came back and said, actually, I really like Return of the Jedi. But it took it took time. I know I talked to Ryder Wyndham one time who writes a lot of the Star Wars books, and he told me that he hated Jedi when it came out, and it took him 10 years to get over it, and now it's one of his favorites. So um, I think that you have to let go of all those expectations going into a film like this, and you just have to let the storyteller take you for the ride and not keep going. but it could have been this, but it could have been that, but it could have been this. Um, I'm not saying you just have to have blind faith in every movie, but, uh, and I do think this movie would have benefited from having been written like simultaneously with force awakens and whatever episode nine is going to be. I, I agree with some of those criticisms, but ultimately when I run through the plot of the film, you love most of this movie. So you guys all, you know, need to go see it again. Because <laughs> you're going like to like it a lot better. This second time. Well, I said again. at
0: the <laughs> beginning that I liked the movie, but because of personally what they did with Luke, it sort of ruined the whole movie for me. And there's a lot of movies that are like that. You like a lot of the movie, and then something happens, and you're like, eh, I don't really like the movie anymore. Uh, mm. For me, and this is i know this is just me personally, but I said it on all social media, with social media you know, taking over, and that's probably why a lot of this is happening. People don't like it. So. But I said what I liked about the original trilogy is that there was a sense of reason and purpose and connection to everything. But with this new trilogy, so that includes both of them together, we are shown that there is no reason and purpose and nothing is really connected to anything or anyone, which sort of makes life in a galaxy far, far away a little depressing. And a new hope is faded and reality has set in. And to me, it was my escape and sort of what I talked about earlier that the swathbuckling adventure sort of died in this movie for me. And that's just me personally. And that's why it upset me so much that it wasn't, I mean, we haven't even talked about Ray when Kylo says your parents were nobodies. You're nothing. Well, to me in the original trilogy, because everything was connected in some form or way, it gave purpose and it gave reason and it gave hope. And now they've sort of burned that down and said, you know what? Anybody can have the force, which is fine. But you're nobody, a nobody, There are nobody, we're all just nobodies, and this is just reality. And for the day and the age that we're living in, where basically the world is saying that every day, it just took me out of the Star Wars mindset that I've had. And that's just me personally. And, and that's why art is art, because people see art in different ways, and does it make it right or wrong? how people see things. And that's why, you know, that's why I wanted to have people on here that liked the movie and loved the movie and didn't like the movie because I wanted people to see that this is art and don't go around trolling people and bashing people for not having your same view. Um, Now, when episode nine comes out, I can look back at episode eight and, and see how it all fits together and go, Oh, this makes a great trilogy and I love it. Or I could, Go the opposite direction and say, yeah, I still don't like it. But it's it's art, and, and I don't want people to say, well, you've got to love this movie if you're a Star Wars fan, because I don't think you have to. I think I could still be a Star Wars crazy fan and not like The Last Jedi. Um, that doesn't mean I'm not going to see it again, because I probably will. But it, for me personally growing up, um, dealing with depression and dealing with a lot of stuff that I've dealt with, uh, besides my faith and god uh star wars was that one thing that i could always go to and gave me hope and because of my past and my past alone personally it sort of burned all that to the ground with last jedi and i'm sure if i see it again and again i'll i'll change some things but for me and from what ryan johnson has said he wanted to burn it all to the ground and start over and for me that just it doesn't play into my star wars saga if, if that makes sense. And that's just me being personal. And you guys can hate it or, or like it or, or agree or disagree. But that's just me personally. And that's why that's why that I didn't care for The Last Jedi. It was a good movie. But it it, it, it stirred up a lot of emotions in me that I didn't want to. <laughs> I didn't want to stir up. Anyways, sorry, Ray. Yes, go ahead.
3: Well, I think if you have to convince yourself that you like something, you don't really like something. It's like, I mean, if you, it's like with eating, you know, eating foods that you don't like. If you eat it enough times, yeah, you get used to it, but you didn't like it the first time you tried it. And the thing is, I mean, I kind of to use uh, another uh, movie, Iron Man three. I cannot stand Iron Man Three. Chris knows how much I hate Iron Man Three, and I've tried watching it again. I've tried watching it again because it's kind of like you know when I said at the beginning, like with how Boba Fett goes out like a punk and Return of the Jedi, and it's like Boba Fett where it's like this goofy, ridiculous moment. Um, but you get you get you get used to it and you accept it that that's just. How it happens. It doesn't mean that it's necessarily good. Um, and like with Iron Man three, I've tried to give it like another watch, and all the complaints that I had about it the first time I watched it, I still have all those complaints because it's just it just is what it is, right? Um, and I don't know. I mean, I've tried watching like Matrix Reloaded again and Matrix Revolutions. You know, years after I'd seen it the first time and not liked it, and I'm like, yeah, I still. The complaints that I had back then, I still have them, you know? And it's not a matter of uh, going in with high expectations or this isn't my movie. It's just that kind of the things I said at, towards the beginning, I mean, there's just stuff that just happens for little to no reason. And there's, there's characters that really, in this movie, could be taken out of the movie with little to no uh, effect on the plot. Um, And characters are introduced that we get to meet for the first time that are then killed off before we have any connection to them whatsoever. It just felt very, I guess, poorly made or poorly written, I I, I should say. And I don't know. I mean, yeah. I mean, after I watch it many more times throughout the years, I'm sure, you know, you, you just come to accept it. You come to accept it for its flaws. And there's a lot of great moments. And all the stuff that Josh was saying, I mean, yeah, those are great moments, but R2's in it for like one scene and then like, where is he? He's just there for that moment. Three 3PO is just talking scenery. He's just there for like two moments. Chewbacca, they don't know what to do with him. So he's sitting around eating porgs all day and <laughs> it's it's just all these characters that they don't know what to do with and they have like sort of like their 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 their, their scene or their day in the sun and then they just kind of go away and it's that's why I feel like there's just so there was a lot of wasted potential, a lot of things that they, they could have done with some of the characters that they they just didn't do. And, and subsequent viewings, I mean, I'm going to know and I'm going to expect those things to happen. I don't think I'm going to like them anymore or, or see any brilliance in them. The scenes that I really love, I'm always going to love. And the scenes that I don't love, I'm just going to end up accepting. But I don't know that I'm going to ever be like, oh my god, I was wrong. This was brilliant when Finn and and Rose set the animals free and Pete, <laughs> the <and, and>, <laughs> side story. I, you know, I just, I don't know, but that's just me, man.
2: Um, so I just want to back up for a second and establish that I'm not saying that you can't be a Star Wars fan if you don't like The Last Oh, Jedi. no, no, I know. <laughs> I
0: mean, that's just like that. If you go on social media or you go on right a lot of these, these podcasts and stuff, they're saying that. And I'm like, no, you can't say that
3: what, uh,
2: because what it's I, not what true. I, what I would say, though, Ryan, in, in what you were saying about, you know, your experience, and I'm not trying to discount any of that. But what, what I'm trying to say is this. Um, you said that at the end of, you know, when Star Wars was with, with with you when you were younger and you were dealing with stuff, you always felt like there was a plan and there was a a, a thing that was, you know, everything was going somewhere. Yeah. Um, I don't know that we really get that out of the original trilogy. I think some of that comes in from the prequel. Mm-hmm. Trilogy. I think the original trilogy, at least in my mind, in my view, is much more about you know doing the right thing. Yes, there's a new hope, and hope is is a good thing. But but Luke, you know, making that journey from being the farm kid on Tatooine to being the kid who's facing down the Emperor on the Death Star too, Um, you know that that journey that he takes i ne- I never felt as a kid growing up watching those movies that that was something that was like predestined or pre-established for him to to do it was just something that he did he he found his death star he he, he did the thing that he was called to do in those moments um but i also think that you and i grew up in the original trilogy era where luke skywalker is our hero right um but this movie in force awakens ray is supposed to be our hero so so even though we may not like the way that you know they handle luke and you may not like the way that they finished off with luke i will say i really love the scene at the end where luke's looking off into the twin suns setting and you hear that theme again and it's like he's at peace with the fact that his journey is over from tatooine to Talk too but we need to be looking at this story, this trilogy, and any subsequent films that are going to be saga films as this is now Ray's story. So from her point of view, you know she's the one who got called out from being nobody from nowhere whose parents were just junk traders that sold her for drinking money to being someone who's involved in galactic events. And I love what Cadillac says. You have no place in this story. Because the idea is is that anyone could do this. If you if you start to subscribe to the idea that it all has to be a per a perfect plan, well guess what? If you're not born with the last name Skywalker, you're out of luck. So I think they're trying to illustrate that you know that. anyone could become the hero of the they, story if they step into it.
0: I get they have one movie though to to make her the, the hero because she's pretty much already said, I'm only doing one more movie and that's the last time you will see me as Ray. So Maybe. that's why I'm like I would have rather them went the Rebels route where you have the new heroes playing through the whole thing and you have the Leia or the Han or the Luke that pop up intermittently where the story... I
2: think there's I think there's a high probability that there's going to be an animated series
0: with uh, Rey and Finn well, and Poe. Yeah, but you can't... That's, again, going to the expanded universe. You can't really... They need to make the movies and then the rest of it is just cool stuff that we can see so because i'm not going to read the books because i don't i don't know how to read uh, <laughs> that's true that's true
4: i i have fair witness to that yeah but we, uh, we have been going
0: an hour and 42 minutes so there's still tons of stuff that we could talk about this movie um the last thing i, um, I have to go though, yeah guys. you have to go so we've got to wrap up um, i did want to ask when did you guys know that that wasn't luke in the flesh so that will be what we end on at the end
2: i noticed the first time i saw it that his foot didn't make the red mark when he moved and i thought about it like i didn't process what that meant but i thought what are they trying to say like luke's floating like i couldn't really figure it out and then all of a sudden you know it dawned on me but that was kind of my first inkling that something was different
0: mine was the lightsaber when i saw the lightsaber Uh, i I... I was like that's that's not him because that lightsaber was destroyed
4: Sorry, 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 sorry. Sorry, your finger. Uh, I first thought it when he kind of first showed up because he looked like his yeah. younger self <laughs>
0: yeah.
4: from yeah. the flashback. His hair was, was like, oh, different. he turned his beard and he dyed his hair. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that's from the porg The pork
0: you just rub a pork on your head and it'll dye your hair. Your oh. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> nice. <laughs> Hey, so yours was the younger. Mine was the lightsaber, yes, and then uh, Ray, go ahead. Ray,
3: I think I, I don't think I realized any of that until like they showed him on the rock, oh, and I was okay. like, oh, he projected himself and the dice <laughs> and a host of other gifts that he brought for Leia that aren't really there. Um, <laughs> that's 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 when I realized that he wasn't there. I will say though, in that in that ending bit, I did like his line to Kylo about. Uh, see you around kid yeah it, it, it sounded it felt like a very han solo kind of thing to yeah. say to him. and uh and i felt like oh okay well he's a hologram you know he projected himself there well he you know he'll be back right because he said i'll see you around and then and then he died and then i was like what <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> i'll see
0: you in your dreams
3: Kylo." <laughs>
0: anyways <laughs> Just in the wind. Um, yeah well Katrin's about to die not literally but his phone no. Not Josh fine. is on Easter time he's got to go we've got a we've already gone about an hour and 45 minutes so uh, I want to thank you guys for being on Ray thanks for joining us again yeah Josh, Josh thanks for uh for putting up with us hopefully you'll come back maybe sometime uh,
2: maybe we could talk about a movie that we all like this
0: <laughs>
2: making me out to be the bad guy no you're not the bad guy that's what no, I you're want not the bad guy. no that's no, what it's... I want everybody to,
0: to know <laughs> all of There's our no bad guys all of our 12 listeners or whatever we're at now um i want you guys to know that this is uh, this is art and people are going to like it and people are not going to like it but that doesn't make either one of us wrong um that this is just our opinions and uh that's all they are is our opinions and you know what you could everybody has an opinion yeah so uh i I'm, I'm sure when i see it again i'll like more things than dislike more things but there you know who knows when episode nine comes out, it could change everything. I, I think episode nine will will be um, we'll start with Luke waking up next to his wife Mara Jade saying, "I just had the strangest dream," and then we'll just have a new heart. That, that's what's going to happen in episode nine.
3: <laughs> Luke, you bo- you woke up, baby Ray. <laughs> I'm sorry, Mara. (laughs) Yeah, and that's how we'll end it. (laughs) Well, thank you. you, Everybody's happy. Everybody's happy. Yay!
0: (laughs) Who knows, because Abrams is coming back. Uh, So, anyways, thanks for joining us on this episode of I Am Geek. Uh, I don't know if we'll have a new episode next week just because of Christmas holidays and everything going on. What? We'll see. Maybe. I mean. Christmas. Christmas. I mean, Life Day. Whatever it is in Star Wars land. Uh, Anyways, uh, let us know what you think of this episode. Check us out on Twitter at I Am Geek uh, Geek Show or on Facebook at the I Am Group. And then uh, comment. Spreadshirt. Subscribe. Spreadshirt. uh, (laughs) Just search for I Am Geek. We're on there somewhere. Uh, Anyways, thanks for joining us. It's been great. It's been long, but I hope you had a good time listening to us rant about stuff and josh we love you even though you you love the movie just kidding thanks for coming on thanks for coming on ray (laughs) we will talk to you again real soon and see you next time on i am
1: geek oh and may the force be with
0: you may the force be with you all right see you